the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connection, where we connect you to businesses. I'm Carl Davis Jr., and I'm the host of the show, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. But there's another Carl in the room here. It's KW, Carl Wells. How are you doing this morning, Carl? You've got to say this is actually the Carl and Carl show, see? So it's the Silicon Valley Business Connection, but it's the Carl and Carl, and we have a special guest today. Oh, see, that's, why I, that's what I love about Carl. He's always helping me. Our special guest today is a young lady by the name of Helen Norman. Helen's been a good friend of mine for years, but Helen's going to talk about a subject that is so, so important for all of us to know. It's called the business of philanthropy. I'm going to let Helen introduce herself, and she's going to start off right away telling us who she is and her relationship to the chamber. But I want you guys to welcome Miss Helen Norman. How are you doing, Helen? Great. Thank you, Carl and KW, for inviting me on the show today. Um, it's a uh, a privilege to be here and talk about philanthropy. Um, like Carl said, I've um, known Carl for many years. We've worked on several projects together, um, including the Ebony Fashion Fair Ooh, she's going back way in the back. day. Ooh, way back. <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Um, I've lived in the South Bay for uh, many years, and um, I have a heart for uh, activism. Um, my philosophy is that all people um, deserve quality health care, quality housing, and an opportunity to live the American dream. And I've devoted my life um, to that. So I'm really uh, pleased to be working with the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and uh, small businesses uh, to see where we can find access to capital and resources to support not only our for-profit small businesses, but our nonprofit organizations as well. Oh, thank you, Helen. Yeah, Helen's been doing some work with the Chamber for at least maybe almost a year and a half now, huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we actually um, started some time ago. The first uh, project that Carl and I worked on together at the Chamber uh, was the rollout of Covered California um, in Santa Clara County. And so we helped... Uh, Many people get signed up for health insurance. And then when Super Bowl uh, 50 yes. was coming to the South Bay, yes. and uh, their goal was to be the most giving Super Bowl ever, um, we got involved with the Play 60 
project and um, along with KW and uh, Larry Moody from East Palo Alto and provided some play opportunities for for children. We had a great time working on that together. Oh, that was fantastic. You know, you never know the impact of what you make in communities when you do things like that. But uh, through Helen sort of guiding us, and she's been uh, she's been the leader of our grant writing team for the chamber. Uh, you know, we're able to put together at least programs and ideas that we believe are going to impact the community. Carl, when you did that event up at Cal Berkeley, I mean, anything you want to say about that? Because that was just fantastic. Well, I think Helen did an excellent job at uh, soliciting funds and and uh, been able to help us manage the program from San Jose to Berkeley and then to EPA with with Mayor Larry Moody now. Um, I forgot. Mayor. He's mayor now. Mayor mayor of EPA. Yes he is. All right. So we did a so I so you know I was I was very excited to be able to work with, with Helen and all the work that she that she has done and that she did. And then the relationships that she brought into um the event, like the relationship with the library downtown, I thought that was fantastic, and that's an ongoing relationship. So, it, everything I don't know how he says, like branches of a tree. She comes in and she and she helps us fund some of these events, and that's, and that's a great thing. But then she, everything just kind of branches out. So I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say about philanthropy, especially going into 2016, and um, uh, you know, and especially with the new administration, how's that money going to look? Uh, is it, are we going to have the money? Uh, is philanthropy and foundations and things like that going to dry up? So I'm looking forward to listening to what she got to say. Yeah, but please, Ellen, uh, dive in, share that, because that is something that all our listeners want to know about, mm-hmm. the business of philanthropy. Helen, you just take it and, and go with it. Well, you know, one of the interesting things um, about philanthropy and fundraising um, over the last 10 years is that even when um, the economy was in a decline, um, giving um, continued to rise. So in 2014 and 2015, um, philanthrop- philanthropic giving um, continued um, to rise. So <clears throat> philanthropy uh, giving right now is um, up around $370 billion. $370 Billion dollars, billion, billion in 2015. So um, we're looking at an era where there's lots of money out there uh, for nonprofits to access. The key is how do you get access Mm -hmm. um, to that money? And I think that's one of the things that we want to talk about. Um, Interesting thing about uh, some of the um, data that I've looked at. You know, we often think about corporations and foundations um, and the hundreds of millions of dollars that they report that they give. But do you know the majority of uh, charitable giving is from individuals say who that. give anywhere from $1 to $100? So, um, you know, that's one of the great things about the American people. Uh, American people are generous, um, and they're generous um, to causes. Um, so one of the things that we want to talk about in the business of philanthropy is how we position our various programs and causes um, such that we can access some of those billions of dollars uh, that are given away annually. Man, Helen, I guess we had this conversation earlier about if someone has a wonderful cause, if they're not able to articulate that cause, 
that could be the reason why they're not getting funded. Is that true? Um, it's. Um, I think it's a combination of things because one of the things about grant writing is um, it's storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, the ability to tell a compelling story or an interesting story uh, about your cause or about a need in your community or, or with a group uh, is really critical to someone um, looking at your proposal and, and catching an eye. One of the things that I've uh, said to Carl and KW is that I believe every nonprofit needs a patron. Uh, that's some organization, a company or a foundation um, or an individual who truly believes in your cause and gets on board with you as a partner, not only to fund um, your cause, but also to champion uh, the cause on your behalf. Ooh, that's powerful. Well, philanthropy, the etymology of philanthropy, it means literally uh, love of humanity, you know, in the sense of caring, nourishing, you know, developing and enhancing uh, what it is to be human. So that seems to be absolutely right, that if you go into that, you have to find someone that actually that's a part of that organization, whether it's Warren Buffett or, or Bill and Melinda Gates or, or even um, um, uh, Bloomberg. Those guys who are so large, they have people that are within their, their organization that have such a love for humanity that they actively solicit, actively search for organizations that they can be a part of. So that's mm-hmm. absolutely right. It's true. Um, when you look at you know, the various categories um, where the majority of charity, charitable funds are given. It's in education. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, with um, the Gates Foundation, you know, um, one of their big causes is funding um, education. Um, we're definitely in an era where large educational institutions um generate funds from large, uh, not only corporations, uh, but foundations. And so that's a big part of the giving where hundreds of millions of dollars are channeled into educational um, institutions from very large uh, foundations and um, corporations. I think the challenge is when we look at very small nonprofits that do extremely uh, good work um, in the community. How do we work with them to help them get access um, to the funding? It might not be hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Maybe what they need is Mm $100,000. But that $100,000 will help them keep the doors open. You know, in the second part of our show today, Helen's going to be here for both segments. In the second part of our show, we're going to talk about things that uh, we're doing, and we're going to mention it, something about the Grant Writing Summit that's going to come up. So we want to make sure we have some time to do that. Uh, when you talked about those uh, different ways to do storytelling, is that somehow that's what people think about when they talk about crowdfunding? That's a way for individuals to connect their dollars to a story? Right. So um, often with crowdfunding, um, sometimes uh, a crowdfunding campaign occurs um, after a natural disaster or um, for an imminent need. Mm. So, um, But sometimes crowdfunding um, can be used to, say, fund an ongoing program. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing about building um, funds for a nonprofit organization, um, you need a portfolio very much uh, the way um, 
a for-profit company needs a portfolio. Mm-hmm. So a portfolio of funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, those funds could be a combination of, say, a friends and family mm-hmm. campaign where you just have individuals who love what you're doing, love your organization, and will make a, a yearly contribution. Um, it could also be uh, include crowdfunding mm-hmm. and um, proposal writing, uh, grant funding from companies and foundations. And that's what you do, right, Helen? I mean, in right. the next minute, we got a minute before we go to break, but that's what you do. You write, you help people write grants, right? Right. Not only that, we help them um, develop a strategy for raising funds for their nonprofit organization or for their project or cause. Well, I like to do this. I, I know we're going to come back for the second half, and I'm very, very curious of, uh, you know, Helen's going to share some strategies on more about this uh, business of philanthropy. And this is a first part of our Silicon Valley Business Connection. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. We have in the studio today Miss Helen Norman, and Helen's talking about a subject that I believe everyone would love to know. It's called the business of philanthropy. And I'm really, really excited to hear because during our break, I was talking to Carl KW here and Helen and and we do so much sponsorship here at the chamber that I really wanted Helen to to tell us the difference between sponsorship and philanthropy. Helen, could you share that with us so all of our all of our listeners would have a real good idea of what's the difference and, and why each exists? Right. I think sometimes in the nonprofit world, we use the terminology Um, sponsorship and philanthropy interchangeably. And uh, they are two very different animals. So, you know, with sponsorship, we're usually targeting a company to get um, sponsorship, which could be in terms of uh, dollars or in-kind contribution um, to support um, an activity or an event. And from the company's perspective, sponsorship um, usually fits some kind of marketing strategy that they have. Um, and it's it's an investment in marketing to a particular group um, of people. So from the company's perspective, uh, to provide sponsorship, they want a return on their um, investment. ROI, huh? An ROI. So, you know, it usually involves um, some kind of branding um, aspect, branding for the company or selling a, pro- a product uh, by putting their name on your event. Um, that's a way of the, the company branding um, themselves and marketing their product. With philanthropy, philanthropy truly fits under um, the aspect of charitable giving. Um, it is what individuals at KW talked about earlier, uh, where they really want to demonstrate their humanity and their concern for others by giving away a portion of uh, what they have. Mm. Um, and that's how, so there are different approaches uh, when you're looking at sponsorship and when you're looking at uh, charitable giving. So mm. sponsorship really is about building a relationship with a, a company um, whose product 
you believe in Mm -hmm. and a company who believes in your cause Mm -hmm. and you're trying to match up the two Mm -hmm. um, is the product that they're selling. Is it congruent with the mission and the vision for your company, for your nonprofit organization? Mm. And does the company believe in your cause? Mm. Um, You're doing the same thing on the um, philanthropy side, Mm -hmm. uh, finding a foundation or a corporation's uh, charitable arm mm-hmm. um, whose vision matches up with your cause mm-hmm. um, and building a relationship there. But often on the um, foundation side, the return on the investment um, is an investment in the cause, uh, not necessarily a return on investment for the the company's bottom line. Mm, I'm glad you said that because I was really and Carl. I know Carl's got another question too, but I was really interested in this. You know, when you hear these terms about public private partnerships, you know, I think what you were just talking about there, Helen is how that lines up and, and that's going to be key for us and not saying that this election is different than other del- elections, but everybody feels it is. But I believe those people were able to craft and put together um, public-private partnerships may be able to do for, go further. What do you think about that, Carl? What were you going to say? Well, I think it's important that uh, that, that happens. And I know there are a lot of really good foundations uh, um, in the community and, and philanthropists, like, like we talked about Bill and Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, and Bloomberg, the ex-mayor of, uh, of New York, um, donated almost a billion dollars to Zuckerberg's donate. Sean Parker, the guy that actually created Napster, I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. The guy's 35 years old, and he, he donated almost a billion dollars. So it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of organizations that are out there that are actually, um, that people don't know, that are philanthropy organizations that are giving money to uh, uh, humanity causes or, or causes you know, to help heal the earth if it's renewable energy. Uh, uh, technology, new technology, uh, education, uh, like you said, obviously being the most important. Uh, so those are the cor- those are individuals as opposed to, like you say, the corporations. As, uh, Bill and Glenn, Melinda Gates, as opposed to Microsoft, even though Microsoft actually does sponsorships into the community. Um, but I, so I think it's good for people who have the need for 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 for, for funding. To look up these lists of, of foundations, they're easy to get to. A lot of them are in California or on the West Coast. They're easy to get to. So, but maybe there, is there a way you can look? How do you look up uh, some of these organizations? Well, there are several um, sites uh, that um, one can go to and um, look up different foundations um, and uh, corporate um, charities. So one of the things that I suggest is that um, someone goes online and just uh, type in foundations mm-hmm. and um, a list of them mm-hmm. uh, will come up and just start uh, going to different foundations' websites and looking at what they fund. Um, I think sometimes, especially with um, small nonprofits, often – um, small nonprofits don't have the resources to hire a professional grant writer and or someone who can spend their whole day looking for funding for the mm-hmm. organization. So, um, but that's what you do. That's one of the things that I do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's 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 really important for. 
people like you who have these organizations or know these organizations that are trustworthy organizations that are doing really good work in the community, it's good for you that type of a match. You do great work with us, and, and we try to do a lot of events in the in the community, whether it's hackathons for kids or or workshops and lectures and, and uh, series for small businesses. But that's what you do, which is which is what we want everyone to know about. Well, that's a great segue because I wanted Helen to mention something about the grant writing summit that's going to come up to where you were saying nonprofits, small nonprofits don't have the the resources to do something like that. And you're going to actually walk people through it. Can you tell us a little bit about that vision of that grant writing summit that's coming up, Helen? Right. So um, thank you, KW and Carl. You know, one of the things that we've talked about um is the, uh, the are the challenges that small nonprofits have in raising money, um, not having the resources to hire uh, someone to do grant writing for them. And so one of the things I'm excited about, <laughs> uh, the work that we're doing at the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, is building this network of grant writers and um, putting ourselves in a position where uh, we can become that resource where small nonprofits can come to us and find out how do I get um, an, an, a successful uh, proposal written. So we will be um, sponsoring a Bay Area grant writing summit for nonprofits in the first quarter of 2017. Uh, we'll be announcing the date uh, really soon. And so nonprofits can send a representative from their organization um, to the Grant Writing Summit, um, where someone from their organization will start to build the skills on grant writing basics. Uh, learn the terminology, um, network with um, a group of funders from the Bay Area, mm. and um, actually work on a grant application. Mm. And one of the things that this Grant Writing Summit will do is introduce um small nonprofits to our grant writing team. So we've formed a grant writing team at the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. We want to be a resource um, to our community. And so someone who's looking to develop a grant application or find out where those grant opportunities are can come to us and we'll assist them. So that means if uh, if people hear the show and they want to learn more about this later, Helen, they can go to www. We don't know to say that anymore. <laughs> blackchamber.com and then navigate and you can see our grant writing summit that's coming up. Uh, I think it's very important for folks who are listening to this because there's the dollars that Helen talked about. But there's the disconnect between those dollars getting into our community to do the much needed work that we need. And so uh, what, whatever community you're in, when you hear this show, this is a way for you to learn how to bring those dollars into your community. Is there something else you'd like to say about that, Helen? Because I'm, we'd love for for you to just you know help us say, how do, how do people... And we only got about another minute and a half. How do people find a patron? How do people find a champion for their causes? Any ideas? That's a great question, um, Carl. I, I think a lot of it um, depends on um, talking to people who come to your events, um, putting the word out to your board. I think sometimes nonprofits 
miss a great opportunity to use their board members uh, to champion their causes and help them find uh, a patron. That should be the role of uh, a board of directors. Mm -hmm. So I think doing that, I think friends and family campaigns are extremely important to a nonprofit organization. So a friends and family campaign is something involved where um, once a year um, you're uh, working with uh, friends of the organization and family members and friends of family members <laughs> uh, to make a small donation to your nonprofit organization. I think also um, it's important for us to look at what's the what's the best time frame uh, in the year to do grant funding. And um, I think one of the things a lot of people don't know is that it's the end of the year when most of the charitable charitable funding is given out. It's not the beginning of the year. <laughs> so that time period between October and December 31st is a critical time to get out there and develop those um, relationships or call on those relationships that you already have um, to start raising money for your next year's activities. Well, that's perfect timing. As we kind of wrap it up, what a wonderful segment that uh, those who listen here would know to go to d- blackchamber.com and for the and to look for the grant writing summit and to think about how you can f- see some of the things that the chamber is doing its programs its services and its its initiatives and how you may be able to become a champion of our chamber of commerce we want to thank you helen for being on today we really do appreciate it this has been silicon valley business connection You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.